Yo, what it do, baby blue? What's up, cherry blossoms? Yo, what up, niggas? Ah, my God, that's my co-host. That's my shadow. Um, And I am hosting a podcast. And if you don't know who I am, my name is Drew Dowdy. And I am the host of Crying in the Bathtub While She Twerk. Man, the reason why... I always say the name of this podcast really slow is because I have to concentrate really hard not to say twerks because it's not twerks. It's twerk. But for some reason, black people, we always like to make shit plural. And when I say black people, I'm talking about myself here. Right. But I'm generalizing because because I can. And I spoke of, I brought this up before. It's like, I I have to make everything plural. I don't even, like, I've been saying Barnes and Nobles for a year. And not even with the S, with like five Zs, Barnes and Nobles. And it's not my fault. And the reason why I say it's not my fault, because this shit is literally in my DNA to make things plural. Um, it's one day I left Barnes and Nobles with a Z, five of them. And I was walking home and I had my bag. I don't remember what book it was. I think it was like something spiritual, like Dr. Seuss or something. And I bumped into my mom. She was parking her car and she saw my Barnes and Nobles bag. And she was like, oh, what'd you buy from Barnes and Nobles? And I was like, ah, that's where I got it from. So it's not my fault. Sometimes I'm going to mispronounce everything and forgive me. Um, I am who I am. I can't, I can change that. You know what? I believe in magic and the power of manifestation. So I can change it and I will. When I'm ready though, until then, it's Barnes and Nobles, niggas. You know what I mean? Um, yes, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful day in Brooklyn. I went downtown. I got, I got a story for you. I got a story, maybe two, maybe three. Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to keep this podcast in the 40 minute range. So, and I, I just want to say thank you for, for tuning in and coming along this journey with me and seeing where this is, where this will go, because I never know, you know, I tried to like write some notes, not notes, bullet points, because uh, I did stand up for a long time and I used to write bullet points and then just talk out my set. And I'm not going to lie. This is my second time recording <laughs> recording the third episode. And the first one, I came in I came in strong. Like, way too much energy. And it, I was trying. And I, I hate trying. Charles Bukowski, I think that's his last name. On his grave, on his, on his tombstone, it says, don't try. And yes, he was an alcoholic. And that's something an alcoholic, that's <laughs> something an alcoholic would say. But it's also true. It's also true. And I'm going to continue to bring this up. And it's not, I hope you guys know, I'm not trying to preach. And this, this whole podcast is basically an audible diary. That's what it is. So... Everything on here is just me projecting my fears onto you because who who wants to look at who wants to deal with their fears? Them shits 
They're ugly. They're they're not pretty. They're like on a scale of one to ten, they're like a two, barely. <laughs> um, I went I went downtown Brooklyn today. Uh, I went to Macy's. Uh, I wrote I wrote a script. I wrote a pilot because I've been off IG for seven days and I can focus now, um, which is amazing. I watched Casablanca because I'm studying the art of storytelling. And one of the best ways to do that is study the greats. And Alfred, Alfred Hitchcock, who's made so many fucking movies. Um, I'm, I'm watching his movie. So I watched Casablanca for the first time. And because I've been off IG and my attention span is improving because of it. I was able to watch the entire movie without having to rewind because you know how many times it took me like two days to watch like a 30 minute episode or something because I I was like texting people, check, checking my IG, um, ignoring emails, texting people like it's crazy. It's crazy. And like internet addiction. And I don't want to sound like one of those people who are preaching how like social media is bad because I don't think it's all bad. Um, We have, actually we don't have any control. (laughs) We really don't because I've been doing some research like a a good podcast host and and there's tons of articles, I'm sure you may have read some uh, about how people like Mark, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, and yes, I said sucker, and um, although I think he is a sucker, I hope he's having a nice tuna melt sandwich right now. Yo, fuck Mark Zuckerberg, fuck tuna. Yo, bro, I told you before the podcast, don't curse. Don't curse on my podcast. Don't tell me what to do, nigga. You ain't the king of this bathtub. Bro, this is literally, I, I'm. this is my podcast. You're lucky you're allowed to be here. I'm sorry, y'all. My shadow just chimes in sometimes, but... Back to my point, just these these social media giants, they hire like neuroscientists and psychologists to figure out how to keep us in our phone all day. They like they literally like trigger our dopamine. Like the same parts of our brain that light up when we're doing drugs that we probably shouldn't be doing. But you only live once type shit. (laughs) Um, they like the same parts that light that are the same parts of our brain that light up when we're doing drugs are the same parts of our brain that light up when we're on fucking social media, bro. This shit is, it's an addiction. And that's why I say we don't really have control. And it, Mark Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, my bad, is a drug dealer. He's a trap god. He's pff, he's basically like Jay-Z when he was in Marcy Projects, bro. He's fucking and they're selling validation or or no validation. And I'm gonna be honest here, and it's hard. It's hard for me to be vulnerable, but sometimes I'll post something online and I'll be like, yo, this shit is gonna kill. And then it doesn't, it's very much alive. <laughs> it doesn't kill at all. Like, nobody, people act like they don't see it. 
and this and if you do that i don't hate you i don't hate you it just means i need to it it just means you hate me <laughs> i hate you too nigga don't ever forget yo bro shut up and put on your face mask it's a goddamn pandemic jesus my shadow's not taking this this covid shit seriously um yeah, yo, bro, like Mark Zuckerberg is a drug dealer. He's basically uh like the like the Pablo Escobar of Silicon Valley. That's who he is. He's he's selling us. He's fucking oh, it's it's sad, bro. But I do feel good for being off. I'm gonna have to go back eventually. It's been seven days sober. Today, I planned out my relapse day like a good um, drug addict. <laughs> and when I talk, when I say drug addict, I mean, I'm talking about social media. I'm not talking about what I used to do. Um, but yeah, so I've been off, which is cool. Um, I went to Macy's. Oh, so I wrote, being off social media, uh, I finished a pilot in one day and I'll, I'll touch on that later um and finishing a pilot in one day i want to say i'm really proud of myself but if you write a pilot in one day it's not good bro it's it's not good i like it and it has a lot of potential and i remember margaret atwood you guys know i like quotes i'm about to hit you I'm about to hit you with some with some gold. Yo, fuck gold, nigga. I really rock platinum. Bro, you're broke. You're living with me for free. Rent free in my head. Shut up. I'm tired of you talking. Oh. My shadow just, he won't leave me alone, y'all. He follows me everywhere I go. It's ridiculous. He gives me the worst advice. And he never pays for shit. He's cheap. Nigga, I buy everything. Oh, yeah, what'd you buy? Yo, fuck you. He won't stop cursing. He won't stop cursing. Um, but Margaret Atwood's quote, you know, the author of Handmaid's Tale. Yes, the show. I think it's on HBO. Maybe Hulu. I don't know. Check it out. Google it. Don't depend on me to give you correct information. That's that's not what we do here. All right? <laughs> it's not what I'm here for. Um, but one of her quotes on writing... That's really helpful to me is the the writing happens in the editing. And I love that because a lot of times when I sit down and write, I'm overthinking and I'm being uh, super judgmental, overanalyzing, and that blocks the flow of the shit that I want to put on the page. So I, I try don't try when i'm writing right you guys know i hate try you guys know i hate try i just talk about it on every episode so when i'm writing i just try and vomit everything on the page because i think it's a better it's better for me to have more and then subtract in the editing than to not have enough and then try and recapture the flow that i was in when i was writing and add more Right, so I really love that quote. And the reason why I bring that up is because um, I, there's been times where I wrote like a couple of pages, never finished anything though. This is this is the first thing I finished. 
uh, first script that I finished. And I've read when I've whenever I went back and I read like my old scripts, they were also terrible. <laughs> but the dialogue was trash because everyone in the script in the three in the marvelous three pages sounded like the same person like there was one scene where there was a cashier there was me talking to a cashier at trader joe's and the and the cash cashier said nigga you shop at trader joe's they don't say that people who wear hawaiian shirts in supermarkets don't say nigga it's it's the, the the universal law of the universe. Look it up. If you don't believe me, you got Google, Safari. Use it. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I've been writing. I finished the script. Uh, so, I'm working on my diet. I'm trying to write better dialogue. Um, I'm happy. The script that I wrote now, where it's at now, I'm happy because I know it'll get better. But the other day I was walking and I found a magazine and it said uh, telling stories on it. I picked it up, uh, found a spot to sit on the street and I read it and I found an article from a white lady that was very helpful. Thank you, white lady. I don't know your name, so I can't credit you, but you know who you is, boo. You know who you is. Yo, Drew, you still fucking with them white girls? Yo, bro, I fuck with everyone. Mind your business. You're single, nigga. Yeah, but you are too. Stop being judgmental, all right? And put your face mask on. I'm not telling you again. <laughs> all right, this is, this is silly. But this is where I'm at, y'all. This is where I'm at. Um, just having fun. Um, <laughs> um, so the, in the article, she made a suggestion um, that I took which is if you want to learn how to write better dialogue, then you should uh, walk around with a notebook and a pen or a pencil, whatever your preference is. I don't know. I don't know what you prefer. Whatever you prefer. I, I, I bought a pen. Um, then you should listen to people's conversations and write down what you hear. And I did that. And uh, the place I chose to go, first I was thinking Times Square, but I was like, nah, I don't like leaving Brooklyn. I barely leave my neighborhood. It was so hard for me just to go downtown Brooklyn, which was like a 10 minute bike ride. But I went, I went, um, I told my pride and my fear to shut up and allow me to try something new because this magazine found me. It found me. It's this is one of the ways the universe speaks to me. And I want to, I want to, I want to ride the wave of the un, the universe instead of trying to make my own. I, sp I spoke about this before. Go back and listen. Help me improve my analytics. Okay. Okay. Um, help a brother out. Appreciate it. I'm here to help you, nigga. No, you don't. You give the worst advice. All right. You're terrible. Go to bed. Um, so I went downtown Brooklyn, which is, it's changed so much. It's so gentrified now. Like there's a gap down there. There's an H&M. There is a Target, which I don't know if that counts as being gentrified. Uh, maybe it is because they don't have, do they have a Target in Bed-Stuy? I don't know because I don't leave my neighborhood. How would I know? 
<laughs> so uh, they have a chipotle too, which is you know guacamole. Yo, I'm allergic to guacamole. No, you're not, bro. We just we just had a cucumber and guacamole salad, and and you you said you liked it. Yeah, but I was lying, nigga. Bro, stop saying the n word. All right, I'm I'm getting I'm getting I'm upset. Stop interrupting my flow. I'm losing I'm losing the audience. You lost them anyway. Shut up. Jesus, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. So, um, so I went downtown. When I got downtown, to write and listen to people's conversations, I forgot my notebook <laughs> and the pen. I forgot them both. The only two things I needed, I forgot. <laughs> so I did my best thinking. Yo. Hop in the dollar O-Rama. I went in there. I bought a notebook and I bought a pen. The cashier was very nice to me. Thank you, Asian man. I appreciate you. Um, and people, stop beating up Asians. I empathize with your struggles, my Asian brothers. And this is not a joke. I do. Stop beating up Asians. It's not cool. And Shadow, shut up. I, 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 you look like you were going to say something. And I don't trust you. Um, so I bought the notebook and the pen and I got it. I know that I have a lot of work to do and you guys know you've been listening, but particularly I have a lot of work to do on becoming more comfortable with my masculinity and my femininity because we both have those energies. We do, but I digress because I bought a, a, the reason why I know I need to work on becoming more comfortable with my masculinity is because I bought a pink notebook and I was walking around downtown Brooklyn, which is 80% gentrified. But the 20% that's not gentrified, they stand out the more. <laughs> I'll just I'll just say it like that. You talking about Nick? Bro, shut up. All right? Jesus. So I, I um, I was walking downtown Brooklyn with my pink notebook and my pen, ready to document and 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 record everything I hear. And what I noticed is people in Brooklyn don't like it when you sit next to them. <laughs> they really don't, especially if you have a pink notebook. Maybe the color doesn't matter, but if you have a notebook. And every time they talk, you start writing and you're like right next to them. And it's not that it's not that it's not just because um, I'm sitting next to them with a notebook. We also have the pandemic where we're being conditioned to to hate human intimate, to be scared of human intimacy or human contact. And I'm I'm from New York City. We don't like we don't like people sitting next to us anyway. But with the pandemic and someone who only writes whenever you talk. Um, yeah, people thought I was a cop. I'm walking down downtown Brooklyn looking like a cop or a spy. I don't know. I didn't ask him any questions. It's funny. It was funny to see people's responses, though, when when I sat next to him and and I, and I gave him space. All right. I'm being responsible with with this pandemic. Um, I gave him, I gave him their six feet, 
But their responses were funny because I noticed, like, I sat next to this woman. She was on one side of the bench, and I was on the other side. And she was on the phone talking to someone. And when I sat down, she got up and walked away immediately. She looked at me first, and then she got up and walked away immediately. And I was like, it can't be because I'm black, because she's black. Maybe it's because I sat... Maybe it's because I sat too close to her purse. I don't know what it was, but she got up and walked away. So I didn't get to write anything. I wrote that, actually. (laughs) I wrote that. She got up and walked away. Maybe I can make that into a joke. We'll see. Um, Another response I got was I noticed that people who are bilingual, um, once they see me writing, they'll start talking in Spanish. And I'm like, bro, I can't. How I, I got kicked out of Spanish school, school in junior Spanish class in junior high school. I how am I? How do you spell cuatro? Do y'all know? If you know how to spell cuatro, I'm gonna set up an email, and I want you to email me and teach me how to say the number four in Spanish. It's tough. Um, yeah, so. Those were my responses. I did get a couple of people. I um, was able to, to write a couple people's conversations that I overheard. I don't know what the notepad is. Otherwise, I would I would say it. And man, the, it's going to be interesting to look at the conversations that I wrote and go back to the script and compare. I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't done that yet. Um, But when I was downtown, one of the places I went, because I wasn't having any luck with sitting next to people outside. (laughs) So I went in Macy's and I was like, all right, there's people shopping in Macy's. I could pretend like I'm looking for something and uh, walk around my pink notebook like a detective looking for clues. And and uh, I came across. Oh, man. Shout out. Shout out to P. Diddy. If you're listening I need a record deal, bro. Me too, nigga. I got like 22 mixtapes. Yeah, and they're all trash. Shut up. Um, so <laughs> so uh, in Macy's, it's really interesting because it's not interesting, but Macy's is set up where there's sections. So I walked into the sh- Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, Sean Combs. I don't know which alias he's using currently. I don't keep up with him, and I'm not sorry for that. I'm not sorry. But I walked up to a section, and I saw there was a table with a bunch of T-shirts. And I saw one, and on it, it said, hashtag black excellence. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. P. Diddy's doing something for the community. I picked up the shirt. That shit was $79, bro. $79. Yo, I can't afford black excellence i can't it's i got priced out a black i'm not allowed to have it (sighs) p diddy if you're listening can you make a a shirt that's more affordable that please please i need this that says black mediocrity i need that i need that and make it 20 in the 20 range all right i'll support you I know you're not going to donate any money to the community because you rob all your artists, but I will buy.
black mediocrity. So that happens. Um, what else? I talked about IG already. Um, all right. I guess it's time to dive in. Let's dive into the story. Let's dive into the story. And this is kind of a reoccurring story because I spoke about it in the first episode. I think I touched about it a little bit on the second one. But there's this girl that I've been talking to, not dating, talking to. And ladies, they are not the same. Men, you too. All right. It's talking and dating are not the same. I don't know what the difference is, but I just know they are not the same. And just to rehash really quickly, she didn't text me back one time when we hung out and it kind of spun me out. Um, she didn't text me back for 24 hours. And when she texted me back, my ego and my pride made me want to ghost her. But I didn't because I'm an adult. Um, and I don't know what she's going through or what she was going through or what she was doing. So, And I enjoyed hanging out with her. So uh, I hung out with her two two days ago. Two days ago, we went for a walk in a park. And I had a good time. I noticed I've been saying that. We like hanging out with each other <laughs> when I'm referring to me and her, but I never asked her. <laughs> so I don't want to speak for her, but I'll assume, which I'm going against one of the four agreements, which is not to assume, but I'm doing it because I'm human and I need this. I want that pat on the back. I'll pat you on the back. No, your pet, your fingers have thorns. Shut up. All right. Jesus. Um, so I had a good time. Uh, we hung out, went for a park, for a walk, cracked. I made a lot of bad jokes like I always do on this podcast. But I don't know. Just to let you know, I don't I don't just use my bad jokes on this podcast. I use them everywhere I go. <laughs> I do. I, I'm practicing only good jokes. I'm, the new the new bad jokes is the new black. All right. That, that's what I'm saying. So. We had a good conversation. She's a Gemini. I'm an Aquarius for all my astrology nerds. Uh, my air sign, shout out. I fuck with you big time. I, I love, we both um, overthink. <laughs> shout out to my overthinkers, my anxious overthinkers. I love you. Um, we are in the same tribe. And uh, so yeah, after that, after we left the park, I told her that I've been watching old movies and I told her uh, I watched Casablanca the night before and she was like and we made a plan that we were going to hang out later and she would come over and we watch old movies she knows she loves old movies specifically black and white and I you know it's so funny I used to hate black and white movies when I had a black and white television but now that I have color I'm like I need something different. I need to take it. Whatever is, whatever is trending. I'm just, I'm anti that. Right. And then, um, if the thing that's trending isn't trending anymore, then I'm all for it. I don't know. I'm a contrarian, I guess. Right. I think, I think that that's what it makes me. Um, so, so we made plans. I told her that, uh, I made some, Eggplant Parmesan. I found, uh, I made some eggplant Parmesan the day before. 
And I told her to come over. I warmed it up. I made a salad. I cleaned the crib. She was supposed to come over at 6. At 5.45, I go to my phone. Because I haven't been on my phone like that. So I'm like, let me see if she texts me. She did text me. So I was like, all right, cool. But then I read the text and it said, hey, I'm really sorry. And I feel like a bad friend. But this and this happened. So I can't come over. Ooh. Ouch. My ego was like, yo, what's up, bro? I haven't seen you in a minute. You want to chill? And my pride was like, yo, do you mind if I come with ego? Because we kind of, we were twins. And then my shadow was like, yo, fuck them niggas. And I was like, yo, this is the first time I agree with my shadow. And the first time ever I agree with my shadow. Uh, and man, it was... Uh, it, I've been here before with other with other people. I've and it spun me. It started to spin me out, right? And what bothered me the most is the the reason why she told me she couldn't come was something that I couldn't refute because it was so urgent and. It was so urgent that if I was to question whether or not she was telling the truth, I would be a bad person. And to be completely honest, there's a part of my brain that thinks she may have lied. But I can't prove it. And I'm trying to be an adult because what's the point of doing all this spiritual work if I'm just going to create my own Reality. If I can't prove if she's whether or not she's telling the truth, then I have to take her by her word. And even if I don't, I should try to, to the best of my ability, and then make my decisions based off that. But what I realized is um, I need to have boundaries for myself. And I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but you know, when you're ready, when, when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. I don't know where he's been his whole life, but he finally, he showed up. So, and I gotta say this because although it was hurtful, which is a hard thing for me to say, but this is where, this is my, my safe space as the G, as the Gen Z landers. That's what I call them. The Gen Z's Gen Z landers who can't afford to go to Gen Z because every other generation before them fucked up the economy. Um, <laughs> so, so where was I? Yo, you gotta pay attention, bro. This is your podcast. You don't even, yo, I'm trying my best, dude. Can you please stop? This is, this is something I care about. All right. I'm trying to do my best. All right, nigga. Your podcast sucks, though. You you guys don't believe that, right? Email me. Email me and tell me your thoughts. I didn't tell you my email yet because I can't because it doesn't exist. But I'm going to make one and I'll announce it on the next podcast because I'm open to constructive criticism. Not hater mail. Constructive criticism. They're not the same. So I got to say that I am grateful that she stood me up. I'm 
And let me explain. In pain for me and for a lot of people can be one of our best teachers if we allow it to be. Or any type of discomfort because our emotions are are trying to tell us something. And I feel like the more that I don't listen to or try to figure out what they're trying to tell me or show me, the more painful it is, right? So I, I, I overthought the whole situation for a couple hours. And what I came to is that karma. I have done the same thing that she's done to other people. And now I get to feel the same way that I've made other people say. And what's so funny about this is that the excuse that not excuse, the reason she told me that she couldn't come over, I've said the same exact shit to other people for the same reasons. Well, I don't know what her reasons are, right? Because I was the cowardly lion and I couldn't be honest with the person that I didn't want to hang out with them for whatever reason at the time. Most likely because I was selfish to some degree. Not some degree. All degrees. All of them. Turn the temperature up. So, so, um, and not only that, I'm not gonna, I've said the the reason she told me, I keep wanting to say excuse. I'm gonna just say excuse, but I don't mean excuse. I'm just having trouble talking right now for whatever reason which is not something a podcast host uh, <laughs> it's bad if you're ho- if you can't talk and you're trying to host a podcast maybe you should uh maybe you shouldn't have a podcast bruh you ever think about that drew huh um yeah i think about it all the time now shut up and go sit over there with the shadow shadow shut up you didn't say anything but you were thinking because I hear your thoughts. So shut up. So <laughs> I've even said worse things than she said. And I'll tell you the things that I've said to people because I'm I'm not going to share what she said. Right? Because it's just personal. Um, and I want to respect that. But I've told people that I couldn't. I've broken. I've broke plans with people. By telling them that my cousin got shot. And not only that, I've told the same person that I've broken plans with multiple times the same lie. I did. I told the same person that my cousin got shot. And she didn't even say anything because it's one of those things that you that if you question whether or not they're being honest will make you feel like a bad person. And that's why it's brilliant. But what's crazy about it is I know in the back of this person's mind that I said that to, that they must have been like, yo, what neighborhood does Drew's cousin live in? He needs to to move somewhere safe because he's getting shot all the time. And uh, I'm not proud of this. But I did have a moment, and this is this is kind of sad. And I'm going to segue into a sad story because this is crying in the bathtub. 
And the bathtub, it's not regular water in the bathtub. It's it's tears, bruh. It's tears. Tears of joy. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and I re- when I was sitting on the table, because I, I set the table, bro. I set the table. That's what bothered me so much, is I set the table. Like, I made it nice. I had the forks out. I didn't have napkins, but I thought about using toilet paper, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I put the fork and the knives on. The, I put the salad in the middle. I made a salad. I put quinoa in there, bro. But anyway, I'll digress. But my, um, I was sitting on the table, and I was just looking at that empty seat, and it brought me back to a memory with my father when I was young, which happens to be in the same apartment, same same kitchen, um, but different table. It's not the same table. I hope it's not. Um, <laughs> but so I was the memory of my father. So my father wasn't in my life. He hasn't. He I haven't seen him in forever. Uh, so dad, if you're listening, give a nigga a call. It's been a long time. You know what? Don't give me a call. Uh, you can't call me. You don't have my number, but follow me on Instagram. Uh, I'm not on Instagram, but when I'm back on, follow me and click the link in the bio. All right. Give me a couple likes. Show some, show some support over here. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll forgive you. Um, so there was this one memory that I had when I was a child and my dad made breakfast and he put my plate on the table. I looked at it and my first thought was, I'm not eating this. There's there's no way I'm not, I'm not eating it. I'm just not. And I told my dad, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to eat this. And he was like, oh, yes you are and I was like no I'm not he was like you have to and I was like no I don't and he was like if you don't want to eat that you're not if you don't eat your food you're not going to be able to get up from the table Ooh, my dad pulled the queen's gambit on a brother the Jamaican version and um I would do an accent, but I can't do accents. It just sounds like I'm culturally appropriating my own culture. So I won't. <laughs> I just sound like a white dude trying to do a Jamaican dude's accent whenever I try. So I'm not going to do that. So my dad just sounds like me. Um, <laughs> so I didn't eat the food. And I was just like, you know what? My dad, I'm going to just wait this out. Eventually, my dad is going to have something to do. But you know what? He did it. <laughs> he he waited. He was not going to leave. And I wanted him to leave because if he did, the first thing I would have done is thrown the food in the garbage. In the garbage. <sighs> I had no choice. I ate the food. And you know what? It was delicious, bro. It was oh, it was so good. I could still, I could still taste it. And what's funny about that, like if I close my eyes, I can, and I'm not joking when I say this, I can still taste 
the food that he made. But I don't remember what he made. He, it was like a mystery plate. Like, that's the only thing I don't remember about the memory. And when I was sitting at the table, um, present moment, this memory came back to me. And I had a couple of thoughts. And one, it was just like, man, I am so dismissive. And my fear constantly um, keeps me from trying new things that I may love. Um, And for some reason, this brought it back. And then... And then when I was looking in the seat, she wasn't there. And I was looking at the seat, the empty seat that she wasn't in, that I was in when I was young. Same side of the table. So that's why the story came back. Um, And then, you know, so to bring it back, uh, there was her canceling spun me out, spun me out a little bit. And I started to eat my feelings. And I hate saying, I hate saying that because whenever I say, like, I ate my feelings for some reason, I feel like a white woman. I I do. I just feel like a Karen. And it's probably because they're the only people I hear saying that. I'm not saying that they're the only people who do it. I'm just saying they're the only people who say, like, white people, white women own that phrase. They do. It's copyrighted. It's law. If you use it, they'll sue you. Um, So I ate my feelings for a little bit. And then since I've been in this situation before, um, and now I can say I've been on both sides. (laughs) Karma, right? Karma, universe. The universe is the best teacher, bro. It really is. Um, Because I'm glad that I... I'm glad that I've been able to reflect on the people that I've hurt from my actions. And not and not just that, but but also sitting in my feelings and I, I was in my self-pity for like an hour, ate like mad chocolate and popcorn. I was like, God damn, Karen, get your shit together. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna channel this. Um and like work be productive I'm not on IG and that's the night that I wrote the script the terrible script was written because this girl stood me up and I I wouldn't have a terrible script if it wasn't for her but it's more than that because pain or being triggered is always an opportunity for me, I wanted to say you, but I'm going to keep it on me. Um, it's always an opportunity for me to learn and grow. And I'm glad that I've been doing this work. Not trying, doing the work where I can remind myself that I have options. And the beautiful thing about this is this happened a couple of days ago. I'm not even mad at her. I'm not. Because I had a revelation the other day. A pro- profound, like 
like Moses on the mountain. God, like God spoke to me. Hashem. I'm Jewish now, by the way. I've been reading the Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Yeah, Kabbalah. Some people say Kabbalah. Some people say Kabbalah. I don't know. Google it. Get back to me. Email. You know the routine. Um, Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. Um, Because I don't want to carry that. I don't want to carry that around with me. You know, I heard one of my teachers said something that... um, Oh, well, let me get back to the first first thing that I was saying. And then I'll come back to this. Hopefully, if I remember. Nigga, you ain't going to remember. Yo, I remember that I don't like you. And that you need to stop talking and stop inviting you on my podcast. So shut up. Jesus. So, um, I already forgot. Damn, my shadow was right. I already forgot what I was saying. Maybe, maybe I should go to the notes. The notes. No, I'm not going to the notes, bro. Uh, I'm too, too brilliant for notes. Like brilliant people didn't get brilliant geniuses. Don't take notes. Albert Einstein said that. Google it. Um, so where was I at though? Okay. So, so anyway, so hate well, I'll go back to what the thing I do remember. Hate. The thing about hate, this is what my teacher told me. One of my teachers is that hate is that to feel hate for someone, it literally has to travel through you to transfer. It, it like hate is something that we hold within us. And it's like, man, it's like that, uh, that Buddhist saying that I'm, may butcher but like having hate in your heart is like picking up a, 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 a hot stone and throwing it at someone it burns you too and I, I say hate but ain't you know I didn't mean hate like resentment anger or any feeling that um, that can affect us personally uh, so yeah that's what happened. And I wish I could remember what I was going to say. Uh, but I don't. And it, how, how, long, how long? It's 46 minutes. Wow. This is too long. I'm going to end this on a quote. And I want to say thank you for rocking out. I appreciate you. Um, and so does my shadow. Right, shadow? Now they all right. All right. That's how he feels. I can't, I can't speak for him. But here's the quote. And I think this quote is from Winston Churchill, but I'm not sure. So do not quote, quote me, even though I'm quoting someone else. But don't quote me. Uh, the quote is the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both right. Mm. Isn't that isn't that tasty? Isn't isn't that delicious? Doesn't that just make your your, your taste buds sweat? Ah, all right, folks. That's it. I'm out. Oh, one final thing. I decided I'm gonna be putting out two podcasts a week, one on Wednesday and one on Sunday. And maybe every once in a while, I'll have a bonus because I read a lot. 
And sometimes I come across something that I find to be inspiring. And I want to share that with y'all. I really do. Um, Because who inspiration is beautiful. All right, man. I'm going to stop trying to sound fake woke or deep. And I'm going to go punch up this terrible script. (laughs) Yo, this script. Yo, stop. All right. Shadow, do you have any last words? No, I don't fuck with them. All right. I fucks with y'all. Thank you for listening. I hope you're doing your best to do your best. And thanks again. Peace.